morning. morning. Boy, it's good to see you guys. Thanks, mom. (laughs) And other mom. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this time together. Knowing that it's by no mistake we're here. Gathering in your name coming to you to worship you, to hear from you, to submit to you. God, we're asking in this time that you would help yourself to us. Just pray, God, that you would lead You come, Holy Spirit. You come into the depths of our hearts. Pray for that almost beautiful, uncomfortable feeling of being exposed, but yet the joy and the glory of your love in our hearts. Have your way with us in this time. We pray in the name of Jesus and everybody said, Amen. 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 Um, well, yeah, like uh, uh, G mentioned, last uh, Sunday was awesome. We had a great exhortation on uh, having a game plan of, you know, being on mission locally and globally and, um, and the word and having God-glorifying relationships. And uh, how are you guys doing with that? It's been five days. You guys doing okay? Or are you ready for the year to be over again? <laughs> Um, you know, I've been thinking about that. It's like, yeah, man, I, I, that's good. That's good. I want that. I want that game plan. I want that. Um, I want to execute that. And I was thinking about how to carry that out. You know, how, how do we do that? How do, how do we do that? And first thing came to my mind was faith, right? Faith in God alone. Um, having faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in, in what isn't seen, but what we know is to be true. And then I, and then I was thinking, like, man, what, what prevents me from stepping out in faith? You know, like, what stops me in those day-to-day things? Or, you know, for some of us going overseas or, or just loving on a coworker, why do I, what stops me? You know, what, what hinders me? from investing in relationships or starting new ones? What prevents me from, you know, telling people about Jesus? And what prevents me from experiencing intimacy with Christ and others? And fear. Fear is what came to my mind. We fear a lot of things, don't we? I do. I'm going to put my lost and found glasses on now. (laughs) You know, it's a new year. And uh, God God is wanting to call each and every one of us to something this year. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that great? That's so cool. 
God is wanting to call us to something. And there's, there's roadblocks, you know. And this one, this, this roadblock of fear is, boy, it can stop us right in our tracks, can it? Because we fear lots of things. We fear the loss of finances or the lack thereof. We fear decline of health or death. We fear pain. We fear the unknown. We fear mortgage and bills every month. We fear failure. How about rejection? Anybody ever fear rejection? People fearing people really knowing what we do in secret. We fear for our children. We fear making the wrong decision of not being adequate enough to be loved. We fear not being accepted. We fear waking up in the morning. We fear our past. We fear stepping into a new relationship. We fear changing our vocation. We fear disappointment. We fear loneliness. We fear ridicule. We fear being out of control. I fear being out of control. You might, your current situation, you're just dreading and you're fearing it. Like having to teach on a Sunday. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. But I'm a child of God, amen? It's all good. But no, for real, like we we fear. We fear you guys. And I don't know if it's just me, but these things... We fear. And uh, I was like, why do we fear? Aren't we brand new in Christ? Aren't we the beloved of God, the Bible says? How about the promise of heaven? Why do we fear? And, And perhaps it's because we've lived in fear of certain things for so long, it seems normal. Maybe we watch too much news. No. We, we fear maybe because our insecurities get the best of us, that something or someone triggers them and, and it causes apprehensions in us, that fear or anxiety that something bad or unpleasant will happen. These, last, these three things right here is what we're going to be talking about this morning, why we fear. I think we fear because we have been hurt by people really bad in the past or currently. And that pain makes us react in fear. Perhaps some of us, your father, your, your parents, maybe even a spouse or, or someone or something or others have hurt us. And some of us, others have hurt us really bad. So we push down that pain, right? I don't want to go there. That's scary. That place... Not fun, for lack of better words. We don't allow Jesus to go to those deep, hurtful parts because we're afraid of the pain. Or perhaps we fear because we've, we've received God's love for us in our minds, right? We, we, uh, we know it intellectually. Yeah, God loves me. God loves me. The Bible says that, and that's good. But we haven't fully... Let it come here to the deepest parts of who we are. That God loves us. That intimate, that intimate way. 
We haven't allowed his love to cast out our fear or displace our pain, you know? So we're scared to go there. We're scared to be exposed. And we've been hurt and rejected. And then uh, one more of why we fear is because we don't fear God alone. And most of us still fear man. And we fear intimacy because we've been hurt so bad. We don't want to go there. And yeah, I know the Lord loves me, but I, I, I can't go all the way there and all the way into his bosom. The Bible speaks a lot about fear. Did you guys know that? You can say no, or I didn't know it. We can talk here. <laughs> I know I get serious, huh? I'm pa- I, this, yeah, I'm a, anyway. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> the Bible speaks a lot about fear, and mostly about fearing God, right? What do you think of when, so what do you think of when you hear the fear of the Lord, the fear of God? You, you don't necessarily need to shout it out unless you want to, but what do you think of, what's the first thing? Fear of the Lord, fear the Lord, fear God. Is, is it an unhealthy thought or is it a healthy thought for you personally? Like, does it, does it trigger something of like, oh, I got to do lots of things. I got to get him to love me. I got to perform. Or is it a healthy fear? In Psalm 111.10, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Deuteronomy 4.10 says, assemble the people to me that I that um, I may let them hear my words so they may learn to fear me all the days they live on earth, that they may teach their children. Learn to fear the Lord. Something we learn. In the Old Testament, to fear God was to view him in reverential awe and to bow to his sovereign authority. That's why David says in uh, Psalm 34, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For to those who fear him, there is no want. For to those who fear the Lord, there is no want. Oh, please, Lord, how I want, I want things. I want man's affection and attention and I want to be validated by man. But to those who fear the Lord, there is no want. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Please, (laughs) that's so good. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves lengths of days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And David's son Solomon added in uh, the Proverbs, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. In the New Testament, Paul says, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, 
Let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh, perfecting in holiness in the fear of God. Be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. What is this fear of God? Fear of God is a healthy fear. It's good and it's right and it compels us to worship him and to conform our lives to his will. That desire to obey him. That obeying him is the very essence of worship. Man, I want to live like that. Don't you guys? All free and alive. Because we're not children of wrath. We're free and alive in Jesus Christ. I want to live like that. Just faith-filled and content. Not afraid of rejection. Not needing validation from man or seeking approval. Boy, that gets exhausting. Let me tell you. (laughs) Anybody get exhausted from like trying to please man? It doesn't work. Maybe for like five minutes, you get praise and then it's gone. You're like, ah, someone else is getting praise. You're like, what about, it's just this mess. (laughs) And I think maybe that living in that fear of God, of just obeying and, you know, subject to one another in fear, keeping our tongues from evil, holy living in Jesus. I think we don't have that all the way healthy fear because perhaps the fear of wrath still remains in our hearts. We still think there's wrath for us, Christian. And we fear because maybe picture the Lord to be like our earthly parents or our earthly fathers or spouses or people who have hurt us really bad, been abused. Some of us has been abused badly all different ways by parents and people. So we have this unhealthy fear of God. It's twisted. It's distorted. And don't feel guilty or condemned. You know, it's not really our fault, kind of. Like, we didn't, our parents maybe didn't know better. We didn't choose them or um, certain situations that happened that are out of your control. Like, um, it's scary and it's gnarly. So go to, go to Proverbs 29. What's Proverbs after? Good job. (laughs) This verse is, man, this is really, been meditating on this one, thinking about it all. You know, um, So, we live in fear. And most, a lot of times it's, it 
it's all these fears are, are around fear of man or fear of intimacy. And what do those fears do? They snare us. Proverbs 29, 25, it says, The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. That snare is a noose. It's a trap or a hook. It's used to catch wild animals. The snare is. It's one of the, it's one of the most simplest traps, but it's very effective. It traps an animal around the neck or body. Um, it holds them there. It's interesting, huh? Isn't it interesting that the fear of man brings a snare? Imagine getting caught around the neck. That's pretty like, whoa, someone grabbed you? Anybody want to come up? I'm going to grab you by the neck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, getting grabbed around the neck is kind of, whoa. And especially if you're just going along and then all of a sudden just boom. My brother and I, we would uh, make, uh, I don't know what those weeds are called, but you can take off the little seeds and you make lizard catchers with a little slip knot. Sorry if this is, well, whatever. We were just, we would just catch them, you know, you make that noose and the lizard, you just put it right on the head and then boom, you got yourself a little blue belly and you play with it, let it go. But um, you catch it and it has a little bit of freedom. But they're limited, you know? They're, they're noosed. They're snared. And I've been thinking about that. I'm like, man, fear certainly grips us like that, doesn't it? Especially the fear of man or, or just being intimate, letting, letting, letting the Lord in, letting people into that deep place where there might be pain. Or maybe for you, it's, gosh, God's calling me to this and my coworker, and I just don't know what to say. I'm so afraid. It, it, it like, okay, yes, and it, it keeps us snared, right? It's like that little lizard. Sometimes it's a tight grip where you don't even want to go about your day. It's hard to keep your mind from dwelling on it all. Some circumstance you're in where you're just dreading it. That fear, it also means dread. You're just like, ah, this... This is a bummer. You don't know what to say or do. I remember as a kid, this one time, I was, uh, I was skateboarding on our deck. And we had a sliding glass door into our house. And uh, my dad told us not to. But we did anyway. And so uh, I was skateboarding and like... We surfed, so we'd skateboard like we were surfing, or anyway, whatever. And I, I like fell, and the skateboard just launched and just blasted the sliding door. And I was like, oh, no. I was so scared. I hopped on my bike. I took off. I rode as fast as I could. and was just like, 
Oh, no. And what was so funny is I even saw my friend's mom and my friend's sister. They were on a bike ride. Uh, and uh, <laughs> they were like, what happened? I'm all, I just fell on my skateboard. And, and uh, you know, I broke this. And I don't know what exactly they said, but I took off to this other property and went to the spot. And I was like, I was so scared, you guys. <laughs> I was so scared. I was afraid of the wrath of my dad, you know? And, um, you know, my dad, my dad did a, a good job raising three boys. Uh, you did too, Mama. I love you. But <laughs> I can't talk about her because she's here. And my dad, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish my dad was here. Anyway. Um, uh, okay, so so he did a good job raising us, but you know he he feared man too. He struggled in life. He had pain that he pushed down and didn't allow God. So you know, oftentimes my brothers and I were recipients of his hurt and his pain. You know, and it came out of out in ways of um, you know yelling and calling us certain things that hurt really bad, you know? And, and uh, it, I'd see it caused a fear, you know, fear of man. I shouldn't have been skateboarding, but <laughs> I shouldn't have took off on my bike, right? Maybe I should have, I don't know, but I don't think you should be afraid of our fathers. But... We've been thrashed, some of us. And um, so I have this, so this thing kind of got in me of this unhealthy uh, fear. This fear of not being really loved in all of who I am. This, this performance that, that kind of came up of wanting to please my dad, of wanting to make him happy. I don't want him mad at me. I want to make him happy, you know? Anybody like me or no? Maybe you're not. That's all right. Of wanting to make him happy, you know, of um, I was fearful of not being loved completely or all of me, you know, um, perform for love. I have to prove myself. You know, I couldn't make him happy all the time, and I wanted that more than anything. I wanted his affection. You know, we would fear if he was going to be happy or upset when we came home. We didn't know, you know, and cause he was broken and hurt. And, you know, we, there's fear. There's fear of man. And, and it, it made an unhealthy fear for me because I wanted acceptance. And I wanted that validation so bad from my dad. It's all I wanted as a young boy, Right? I don't know. I mean, wanted other things, but I wanted that. And uh, um, and so this fear, you know, would come in, and I, and I see it. In, I've seen it played out in my life throughout this last year, especially in the last couple years. Of like, man, just like that animal that was free, cruising, and then boom, around the neck, snared. Trapped. Soon enough, that animal's faith in getting out is going to be snuffed out, right? Like, 
The hope of getting out or overcoming the situation is just shot. And it's okay to be fearful with, when something goes down, if I can say that. Well, wait, dude, you just said not to, but here's what I mean. I itch my leg with my foot. It's okay to be fearful when something goes down, because even the disciples and Paul fear, feared. Uh, Second Corinthians, when we arrived, this is Paul, when we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battle, battles on the outside and fears on the inside. In Mark, Jesus himself in, in the stern, asleep in the cushion in the boat. And they woke him and said, teacher, do you not know we are perishing from the storm, right? And he got up and rebuked the wind and the sea. Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. Yeah, see how perfectly calm is big? <laughs> perfectly calm. Some of us are like, what is that like? <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Jesus does. Amen? Amen. <laughs> and he said, so he made it perfectly calm and he said to them, why are you afraid? How is it that you have no faith? You guys fear? will snare and choke our faith. Man, those guys, maybe they... Jesus is sleeping. I'm going to go right there with him and lay down with him. But they were fearful. So don't feel guilty when you fear at times. I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. But when we are afraid or dreading something, where do we go? Where do we land? Do we land and go to the arms of Jesus on his lap? Or in fear? Do we remain in that fear and remain snared? And so real simply, but really powerfully, how can we be with Jesus in those times of dread, those apprehension? In the word and prayer. Listening and believing what God says about us, what God says about you, will drive out fear and dread. Accepting and receiving his love fully will cast out fear. Who has trouble receiving? Cool, just me or just three people. Sweet. So here's the deal. That's a roadblock to receiving God's love fully to come in and displace fear. The Bible says, Jesus says, in this world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And listen to this in Hebrews. This is really cool. It says, make sure your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Did you catch that? God say so. What does God say about us? He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. Like, get that in there. So that we confidently say, we confidently say, not noosed, 
You're not too confident if you're snared. <laughs> but we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Whatever situation it might be. I love that. Get a hold of that. Get a hold of what the Father says. Only then can we say with good courage, I will not fear. It doesn't matter what wrong or evil may be in the way. He has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. That's what God has said to you. Bring that to any situation where fear and anxiety have snared you. Because the enemy and our fears and anxieties might be yelling at us, might be yelling at you right now. You're not going to make it. He doesn't really love you. Figure it out. You're worthless. You're gross. Don't give that. Don't do this. We've got to grab hold of the Father's say-sos. We don't necessarily have people wanting to take our lives every day or thrown into prison or even on, you know, some gnarly seas. Some of us, maybe fishing. But we're not really in like those literal places. But boy, are there times when fear comes into situations and the pain from the past comes up where we feel like we're paralyzed, don't we? We feel like we're snared. Grabbing hold of what the Father says about you, saying, I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. We need to read the Bible. If you don't see God's great grace, mercy, and love, like you're not a child of wrath anymore, Christian. If you don't see that, read the Bible again. Do you believe that? Do you believe you're a beloved child of God? Do you believe that? Yeah, I am. I'm a beloved child of God. The Bible says so. Do you know it intellectually? Or do you know it deep in your heart? Yeah, I know the Lord loves me. Do you really know? Because the Lord is wanting to tell us that this morning. He's wanting to say, my son, my daughter, I love you. And in a way that's intimate and deep. Because I can love my wife from my head. You know, like, I love you, sweetie. But to look at her in her eyes to stay there have a moment to stay there it's kind of hard for some of us it's hard for me because it's intimate and it brings up pain and fears but to stay there and look at her and tell her I love her without even saying anything when I do it's just I love you um Believe in your heart. You believe in your heart. You're beloved of God. It's just as true now as it was when you first believed. And the last point I just want to say, guys, let's not be fearful of intimacy, of opening up our hearts completely to the Lord. 
that closeness, that vulnerable spot. Lord loves, Lord loves you completely and perfectly. He wants to be intimate with you. Did you know that? Proverbs 3.32, he's intimate with the upright. So here's a big point. Not that there wasn't any others. <laughs> now start listening. No, I'm just kidding. See, we get hurt as, as little guys and little gals, right? We've been hurt or, or even just growing up more in teens and whatever. And so now we try to, we push the pain down. Okay, Lord, like, yeah, I love you. You love me. We need to go back to that child. We need to go back, that little girl, little boy, wherever you were when you've been hurt. We need to go back there and, and not be afraid of going to the Lord like a child. It's kind of uncomfortable, isn't it? We see our little kids running to us, Daddy! My daughter does it all the time. And we can and need to do that. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. When was the last time we ran to our father in heaven when we were faced with anxiety or fear or something unpleasant or bad that has happened and took a deep breath spiritually? What do I mean by that? I mean breathing in and out God's promises. Just sit somewhere... And just breathe, I am God's beloved. And take that verse, I will never leave you or forsake you and make it personal. I will never leave you, Sean. I will never forsake you, Sean. Do it, that's for you. We run to a lot of things. I do too. I run to food. <laughs> you know? Maybe we're into drinking, drugs, busyness, huh? Cleaning. Go clean. Okay, this is, I got to do something. Our spouse, our kids, pastors. Things aren't all necessarily bad. Maybe the drug, you know what I'm saying, but. (laughs) But it's time, listen, it's time to run to our Abba Father. Like a little child. If you're afraid of opening up intimately to him, it's because it's probably associated with pain from the past and that rejection. But I will never leave you or forsake you. So last year, it's actually like a month or so ago, uh, I was with my wife and... uh, Last year, it makes it sound like, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyway, so I was with my wife, and this, uh, this gentleman, and we were 
talking through things and um, he's a counselor. The Lord gave me a picture in our time. It was funny. I saw a friend before we were on our way up there and <laughs> oh, you're going to go see? She's all be ready to cry a lot and be completely exhausted. I'm like, no way. What do you mean? Like I might cry a little bit and Forget, it's, it's not about a man. It's the Lord's heart for us. And that's why I'm sharing with you this picture the Lord gave me. So this time of prayer, the Lord gave me this picture. Of walking through a tall brown grass that was waving. I was walking through it. I was being led. And all of a sudden was led into this kind of open area. And, and, and um, there's someone sitting like this. And was going like this. And I was like, what is that? You know? And it was Jesus. We were praying. And I was asking him, can I come to you? Can I come and sit right there on your lap? I wouldn't go. And I was like, why am I going? You know, and Finally, I ended up really close. Jesus stood up and became really big. I was like, wow. It's a picture of his love. And by God's grace and mercy, led me to a very broken, vulnerable, vulnerable place of asking the Lord, are you sure you love and accept someone like me? You're not going to hurt me if I get close to you. I can really lay my head on your chest. I can really go there, daddy. Walking with the Lord for 12 years. And yet, (laughs) see, because I was afraid of rejection. I laid in my wife's arms, you guys, and was just weeping. And I, she was holding me and, Joy came, and I was like, this feels so good. Because I was afraid of that intimacy because I was afraid of getting hurt. And it, and it all made sense because times when I'd look at my wife, and as soon as it got like whatever you want to call it, gushy or intimate, or like she would hold me, and I'd be like, okay, cool. Like I did that, and don't go there because I'm probably going to cry a lot, and I don't want that. You know what I mean? It's like, here's the door open, shut. Okay, cool. Like, did that. Go do something. And uh, boy, I stayed there in my wife's arms. Amen. And it was like, this is, this is what God wants. I never did that before. I've never just sat in my wife's arms before. Or maybe even the or picture of the Lord's. It felt so good. I didn't do anything but ask. I just, can I come? Are you sure you love me? You're not going to hurt me? Listen to these verses. These are so good. (laughs) There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. His perfect love casts out all fears. One day we'll be fully in glory with him, right? No more tears, no more pain, no more fears. But now, Jesus wants to, wants to bring that to you. 
in our lives now. Listen to this. First John 3, 1 John 3.1. See, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God and such we are. You're a child of God. That means that's good. <laughs> Go to him. Romans 8.15. This is a mind-blowing spirit, uh, scripture. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. Wow. Papa, Daddy, we can say, thank you, Jesus. So this morning, why not let that perfect love come and cast out, displace our fear and pain? Let's come before him as a child. Let's ask him as a child to come to those painful, fearful areas. Snap that snare off, amen? Amen. Not let it grab us again. There's no fear in love. His perfect love casts out all fear. Be with Jesus. Be with Jesus. Go down in the boat, lay down with him. Get close. Don't just do for Jesus, right? We're human beings, not human doings. And we can ask, because he's our perfect father, he's not going to give us a rock or a serpent. And here's a challenge for us. to simply ask in your heart. What do I mean by that? I mean today. If you feel led, or whenever. Say, Daddy, I'm fearful. Daddy, I'm dreading this situation. Can you show me why I'm fearful? You want to come to that place and take my fear? My pushing down pain that you want to take and displace with your love? Can you help me release it? It's really hard right now. It's a scary place for me. Daddy, it hurts really bad to go there. Or maybe it's, Father, what do I fear? Am I fearing anything? Do I fear you? Or do I fear man and situation? It's kind of uncomfortable for us, right? To address him as daddy. To ask those simple, just, but it's so good and right. Because we're children of God. And from that place of intimacy, can we go on mission? Not fearing relationships, not fearing every day, wow, coworkers are gnarly or family or whatever. In the word and just be free in the name of Jesus to love on people and to speak about him. Seek the Lord in that childlike way. I sought the Lord. The Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me, delivered me from all my fears. We know the Lord is strong, don't we? Powerful. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? When evildoers come upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though a war arise against me, I shall be confident. 
And this spirit we have, you guys, you know the Holy Spirit that lives in you, that deposit, that deposit, that guarantee of the inheritance? Do you know what that spirit is? That spirit is not a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and discipline. This year, let's be faith-filled children of God, not fearful children. Let's not fear when the Lord is calling us to something, either big or just every day, which can seem really big and is. Let's fear God alone. Go to Deuteronomy 31 and we're done. Deuteronomy is back in the beginning of the Bible. This is so good. So we're ending right now of what God says about it all. All that we've, you know, and what I mean by that is fears and, and whatnot. What does God say about it all when there's just a gnarly thing in front of us and it's like snaring us? Right before the Israelites were about to cross the Jordan, Moses was not, he was prohibited to, to cross Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8. Moses. Or wait, how cool is this? In 3, it says, after Moses, you're not going to cross. It says, it is the Lord, your God, who will cross ahead of you. No man, just the Lord. Isn't that cool? Lord's all, I'm going to cross ahead of him. And listen. Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord, your God, is the one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. There it is. Then Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall give it to them as an inheritance. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You know us. You know us all, Lord. And we we say, come, Lord Jesus. Give us that healthy fear of you this morning. Pray for my dear family here that we'd be free after today in the name of Jesus. You know our fears? Deal with them, Daddy, right now. Come, Papa. In Jesus' name, amen.